Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You are listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode three, hosted by myself, The Last Skeptic, with very, very special guests Asim Chowdhury and Koji Radical. The following recording is unscripted, unadulterated, and recorded live in front of a bunch of my mates in my front room in East London, and thus, there's a lot of sweary language. Thank you very much to Red Leg Rum for providing the booze, and big up to the show producer, Seb White. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Thanks for Trying podcast, hosted by myself, The Last Skeptic, with my very special guests, Asim Chowdhury and Koji Radical. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I just, you know, before we started, I was just about to comment on Koji that you actually sat uh, in the style of AC Slater, but I don't think you you, you might be too young for a Saved by the Bell. I'm not too young for Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I've watched me some Saved by the Bell. Oh, really? Yeah. How deep are you with Saved by the Bell? Couple seasons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's the, here's the test. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll ask Asim first. How do you feel when I say the name Kelly Kapowski? Wow. I say Kelly Wowski. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Kap- Kelly Kapow. <laughs> and how do you feel, Koji Radical, when I say the name Kelly Kapowski? Semi. <laughs> Semi Kapowski. <laughs> well, well, thank you guys for coming coming down today. I, I appreciate uh, the, the 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 solidarity in, in the rum drinking cause. Yeah, man. Um, you've just finished. You've just finished. Um, people just do nothing. Mm-hmm. The the filming. Yeah, man. Yeah. How, how was it? Yeah, it was good, bro. It was a uh, series three, mm. so it's like it, you know, it, it feels familiar, and it but it's like just kind of like reuniting with all your boys, your friends, with a lot of the same people who did you know the last series. You know, same director, obviously, same production company, producers, makeup people. So it's like a big reunion. We're like a big family. Mm. When you planned it for so long, because we you know we kind of had a bit of a while to plan it. Yeah, and even when we, we even plan stuff well in advance. So like, say if we're doing like you know like now we've got so we've got series three and series four commission yeah, I heard. and when we found that out as, as a double commission we kind of sat in the room and had like literally a hundred storylines on the whiteboard yeah. and just picked them out plus this 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 stuff that we want to do that we kind of we like in a cocky way we're like now you know what save that for series three yeah. save that for series four yeah. so when we actually get there some things we we implement some things we like let's save that so it was it was really cool man it's such it? a strong position do you find that the writing process is a little bit 
it's it, not easier in a way but like more fluid because the, the pressure's off because you've got this fan base now 100% yeah I mean I think that can work for you and against you because mm. obviously like you were saying before the pressure is there mm. so when you have got a very loyal fan base and they're you know they're hardcore yeah. the people who like this the show is because it's, it's a cult yeah. it's a bit of a cult show you know so it's not not everyone knows about it it's still a bit niche yeah. but the people who know about it they fuck with it heavy like they're yeah. like we know we'll quote you this and that <laughs> you know they'll come up to you I remember the YouTube shit so there's pressure in that but then also you've got to remember like these these characters we've been doing since 09 you know 2010 so it's like you know you can just you just so you feel so confident with the character that you can put them in any scenario you can ask me any question and i can just snap into that character it's like a you know it's just like an alter ego for all of us now yeah so when it comes to the writing process we have steve Mm. who steve's is our main writer yeah um and then we all implement stuff so you know we go and give all the storylines you know we then he gives us a, a draft we come back we edit it we add talking heads it's a very collaborative effort but we've got a good system now of everyone knows what they need to do and I think that works with any creative kind of project you're doing if you know your role and you feel confident in your role then you know getting that material and getting those jokes and those storylines is you know it becomes not easy but it becomes fluid and I know they like certain things that I'll do or certain things that Grindr or Beats would say Mm -hmm. not in a cocky way just in a way that I know we know our audience and that's very important you have to know what your audience so uh, now it's been it's been a you know it's been a blessing man it's just sick and a BAFTA nomination as well yeah that's not too shabby that is a madness because you know we normally only this year we've started getting nominated for shows before that it was just like under the radar would never get anything mm-hmm. you know which is cool we don't you know we're not part of that you know that kind of in terms of british comedy there's always been a system of you know you go to you know, drama school and then maybe you go to yeah. edinburgh and mm. then you do this and they're all very intellectual yeah. from a certain class system as well it's always yeah. been that way i'm not saying that's anything wrong with it yeah some it's of our greatest comedians and shows they've come from that yeah. that very esteemed comedy background we're, we're different mm. we're just kids from london like you know i mean started rapping back mm. in the day and then instead of making tunes which we should have been doing we started <laughs> fucking around doing stupid <laughs> characters prank calling and obviously our obsession with documentaries and yeah, comedy yeah. and then you know you mix those together. together but yeah the BAFTAs are madness like, we ain't gonna win it we are not gonna win it I mean just, you don't know oh. well here's a funny thing though let me just my know. producer said this to me basically the shows that are nominated is People Just Do Nothing Peep Show yeah. and Peter Kay's Car Show Car yeah. Share so you know when they're gonna be announcing the winners they're gonna go and the winner is and I'm going to get up and they're going to go, <laughs> go peep show and I'm going to go alright so we're like we're, we're just waiting for that moment but. you know what though a, nom- a nomination is you know like that's it's fucking incredible it's not, it's not the reason we do it but at the same time it's nice to be acknowledged it's 100% the reason why I do anything just <laughs> literally on the off chance that I might be nominated for a BAFTA or a Grammy yeah. or you know I'll, anything I, yeah. I, want, I just want an award I want best kebab shop of the year I want whatever award they will give me a Donna kebab statue yeah, with grease as well they <laughs> yeah. add the grease it rotates I yeah. want that <laughs> nah it's a, it's a blessing bro you know it's just humble you just humbled us that we were like yeah. um, and Koji you were just saying as well you're opening for Ghostface you excited yeah I'm excited as I am about any show mm. do you know what I mean you kind of got to go and do it and not leave being the support act yeah, yeah do you yeah. know what I mean you have to leave with the intention of making everyone feel like you should have been the headline so yeah Ghostface is worthy competition. I think so. You opened for Saul Williams, didn't you? Yeah. And he brought you out. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. Sick. It's weird, man, because, like, all of that stuff is really surreal because I have really weird heroes, if that makes sense. Like, there was people that, for whatever reason, when I was getting heavily into music, I was just listening to on rotation, and they weren't the artists that 
especially people my age would necessarily gravitate towards or be extremely knowledgeable in but I like them so like people like Saul was one of them another guy called Natty who's a reggae singer mm-hmm. um, I was really really into it at one point and Natty put Saul onto my stuff I was sick. And then randomly, I was doing a festival with BBC Radio Six. I mm. mean, Saul was sharing a dressing room. So what? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Madness. And then I think I had already been booked for the show by that point. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, hi, how you doing?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, Mr. Williams. <laughs> Mr. Williams, how you doing? And then he, who's like, "I'll oh, play me some music that you're listening to." Yeah. So I started playing some like you, real. Nah, I started <laughs> playing some real like new school shit like. I was playing like Daniel OG plan. Right. He's only with me because you knows I got a plan. And he was just literally, you know, when they do that kind of like A and R tap where he's just wiggling yeah, his foot. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I like this, man. I like this. I was like, all right, champ. Like, you, know what I mean? like, you don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> You're just waiting for someone to come in and yeah. interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Literally waiting for someone to come take you on stage. But we've done the show, and even that was a pretty surreal experience because like one of my bigger records is called Bamboo and mm. the whole last verse was inspired by one of Saul's most kind of famous poems. Oh, yeah. So it was like that real kind of like, wow, okay, cool, ticked. It's mad that, like, that, that shit, how that shit comes yeah, around full right. circle. It's very mad. Tick, to be able to tick that box this early as well is kind of... Crazy. It's fun, yeah. Because when people ask me like, what what is your sound like? Who are you most like? Yeah. That I'm like, who can I com- compare you to? Mm. And I'm like, somewhere between Saul Williams and like Master Killer. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good shout that's, good that's what I yeah I had that you yeah. got the, you that got intensity the intensity yeah, man. Yeah. you can the, the clarity and kind of push the T as well because you got the, like the you know the the, the vote, you can hear every word the clarity's mm. yeah, there but you're also saying some stuff yeah I, you know me man that like, the music was an accident like do you know what I mean like, it, was a, it was an accident and and um, I think my background and other stuff kind of helped me make music more I'd say theatrically. Yeah. If that makes sense. So being able to kind of like control my, my voice from like a theatre background mm-hmm. kind of made it easier for me to sense where I needed to be on the record. Mm. So it I I wish it came from like me listening to a bunch of like of like legends and going, Yeah, I want a bit of that but yeah. it was just like I, I didn't get that on. impression though. Like yeah. you were saying, I couldn't really I couldn't really put my finger on it. Yeah. yeah. Even to the point when I first watched it, because he was he sent me the stuff mm. and I was and at first it was just kind of like it was so it was so new and to me yeah. and alien. I was like, What's this? Yeah. And it was like literally you can't like place it but now you're talking about the theatrical yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that definitely came across yeah, yeah. I used to be really like for, for people that don't know so you used to be an artist and you were you, yeah, yeah. and, and you obviously direct the videos yeah yeah. so I started off doing fine art and illustration um, my sister got me into dance really really young so I was dancing for about nine years while I was still doing art and illustration and that creative direction and that I was doing that all that really early so I was like teaching art from like 16 and I think I was like I was um, a board member and um, chairman for a, a Victorian theatre. Wow. When I was like 20. So yeah. I was like on like... A chairman? Board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was long. Please tell me you wore little glasses and... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> always came, I always came as road as possible. Like, because it was all like proper execs on the yeah. board as well. Like even I think one of the owners of Shell was on the board. What? Or something like that. And like I just come like just literally just mash up from the day before. Do you know what I mean? Just sitting in this meeting trying not to fall asleep, but like, 
It was they like new ideas. I had them. You just you're just you've always been AC Slater. I think this is established. Yeah, Nickelodeon did shape me. Mom, I said I said the old. other day I said I said something to a girl. She was talking about this. Her friend, his name was Roger, and he was a dickhead. And I was like, "Go home, Roger." Roger. No, and she was like, "She was like, what do you mean? Go, what do you mean?" And I was like, "Fucking hell, you, you have are. To, you have to back away. You are thing. a bait. You're a sperm right now. You're an M. Like you're. You I was have like, to walk away. So There's little old. things that, that like, I'm, even man. when I'm out, if I'm talking to a girl and she doesn't know what the Fresh Prince is, oh, that's I'm, just, I'm scared. It's a madness. I'm it's scared. either that or if they don't know who David Attenborough is. Just yeah. bringing up David Attenborough. I don't. You know, normally I don't like name dropping. Yeah. No, this is David Attenborough. This is David Attenborough, This yeah? is fine. This man, yeah, let no me just say way. something, yeah? You know, like, we all, like, you know, the whole obsession with celebrity mm. and all this stuff, like, we are in that generation now, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Where, you know, dumb people get famous, mm. stupid people get famous. Yeah. You just got to look good, you got to have something, you got to have an Instagram. You get fucking dogs with millions of followers and that. That's all good. <laughs> but all I'm saying is we live in that kind of... This man, yeah, I think his achievement... It's like, you can't understand. Like, say if the, the world was just completely, you know, it was just finished. Yeah. And all we had left was David, or well, the next species, whoever came. Yeah. All they had was David Attenborough documentaries. Mm. That amount of wealth, of knowledge that he's yeah. given to us yeah. as a civilization is incredible. So it he make, is definitely... It, it makes me think that... Did he give it to us or does he just have a really nice voice? No, I th- uh, no, no, here's, no, no, but listen. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but okay, so then let me, that brings me to, I was working in Chiswick because um, before I was doing all the writing and acting shit and it was just like a normal TV job. It was an ITV, it was like broadcasting. So it was like technical when the show's come and make sure everything's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love the job, but a very technical, not creative job, but good, you know, good job. And he came to our, because he lives in Richmond, isn't it? Right. And he came and he did a, an hour and a half talk. Yeah. And um and he, I, I and it was raffles for the ticket, yeah. And then I, you know, obviously I've missed out on the raffle, but I paid, you know what I mean, to go and I was mm. I paid someone thirty quid for their ticket. It was free, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I paid then I sat front row, yeah, with my with my friend and I was just in awe of yeah. him. And then at the end there was a moment to ask questions and, and the enthusiasm this man had about nature. He was talking about when he it all started, he was just in his back garden, he used to dig up fossils and the love the man had mm. for the, the the earth. Yeah. And for like just life. Yeah. All these kind of things. But now I went I went to chat to him and I was like and I said to him, I went, D bro. And I called it again, and he went, he went, he went, he went, I like, he goes, I like, I like, I like that, I, I like that name. And I, and, I, and I can't even remember what I asked him because I was just in awe, but it was one of those moments where I've met, I've met during my little whatever I've done, I've met some famous people, yeah. I've met some, you know, a few heroes of mine, but this man, mm. I was just, I crumbled. I mean, and of course, that kind of leads me to another <laughs> question that, that I have uh, for you. No. Of course, you're in Hoff the Record. Yeah. <laughs> With David Hasselhoff, come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a bit of a shame because it's the show is on Dave. They, they've marketed it as this, this you know, it's a David Hasselhoff show, and everyone mm. on the surface, if you watch the trailers, you think, mm. oh, it's a reality show. Mm. But this show is like a, it's like a Kirby enthusiasm esque mockumentary where he's basically completely taking the piss out of himself. Okay, and it's like, yeah, he's just ripping himself, and it's we love that as Brits. Yeah, we, you know, we if you can take the piss out of yourself, that's self deprecating kind of like we like that. That endears Step us. One. You know what I mean? It's like you don't take yourself too seriously, and he's done all of that, and it, it, I'm really proud of it because series one I did like. Like a, you know a bit of additional material and improv 
rather than series two, they really let us get involved creatively. So we were sitting there, storylines and loads of stuff. So it's, I'm really proud of it. I mean, it's, you know, it's filthy. My mum hates it because the stuff I say, because I play like a Terry and he's a cab driver and he's fucking filthy. Do you know, everything he talks about, it's just sex, lads. It's a a kind of a spoof on lad lad culture because I find that quite fascinating, Mm. that lad culture. I think we all have it in us a little bit. You know, we get a bit lad. You got to watch yourself like, oh my God. How many fisting jokes did you make? No fisting jokes. No fisting jokes. I made a few micro dick jokes. I made a few blowjob jokes. I made a danger wank joke. Oh, yeah. You have to. I was like, everyone loves a danger wank. I mean, you leave the door open a little bit and you want to get caught. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And that's episode one, actually. But um, Starting strong. And the the Hoff, like, you know, everyone says, what's he like? What's he like? For me, he was a legend because he is a lad. He is an apps. He's one of the ultimate lads. He's Mm, Baywatch. He's like, mm. he's like, you know, when you think of a man, you think of like, you know, old school. And it's just, um, yeah, he was, he was a G man. He likes people just do nothing. You know, and he's a fan. He gave, I gave him a crop tea, rock tea, put on his, his, his uh, Twitter and all that. I saw that. He, he was blessed, man. And he could take the piss out of himself. Yeah. Um, A lot of the stuff in the show that happens has happened to him in real life. Mm, We've actually had to tone down some of it because he's like, no, no, you can't. Don't, don't put that in. Like, you know, because it's like too real for him, yeah, right, yeah. you know? But, do, you, do, you, do you think he ever banged Pamela Anderson? That was the first, in, in episode <laughs> one. In episode one of the, well, the beginning of the show, the Funny first thing you, you see, he gets in, he comes out of the airport and you think he's in this limo and the limo drives off and I'm there with a sign saying Hoff and I'm like, oh, Hoff and I'm like, the character's a fanboy. Yeah. But like on a really, really kind of a bit creepy. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking hell, is it really, are you a hologram? Like, can I touch you? And then he gets in the car, the first question I ask him is, Hoff, Mike, did you bang Pam Anderson? <laughs> was she the biggest prick tease in the world? And he, and it's just like that's the first thing you know straight great away. Minds, great minds. Oh, that's the question everyone wants to ask him, though, isn't it? Everyone. But people probably don't ask him. But then yeah. in the show, we thought it'd be funny if his cab driver, the first thing he says is yeah. that. So, um, oh, and he's cool, and he's just a nice dude. Oh, he's he's, he's just a naughty. I mean, you know, he just he's so famous though. Mm. It's ridiculous how famous we were filming this one scene, and um, he caused three accidents because we were in New Malden outside a kebab shop yeah imagine that yeah imagine that and then one guy on the one bike you know that when you do the double looks the guy was on this bike and he went like that and then he went like that, and he went straight into another car and then another that car went into this other car and then I saw a woman fall over as well when she saw him just, just fell over just stacked it no but he is like and we were on this rooftop and a drone a drone came up and what? it was paparazzi drone and it's like it's a horrible level of fame though I don't think anyone would want that kind of fame yeah. it's like you can't live you can't do anything you know are, are you because you, you, Koji you must be experiencing so, you know because you're on you're on the come up you're on the rise and I'm not saying you're the <laughs> you're new, on the half level David Hasselhoff which you might be soon um, but you must be experiencing some weird stuff from people right now yeah 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 I had um, one scenario where I was in a restaurant um, and the waitress basically tried to take me into a back bit of the restaurant and have her way with me. Oh, wow. Jesus. She That's gave terrible. me a discount on my food. <laughs> <laughs> she, she actually took her, her break. Yeah. So that way she can come and chill near us when I was eating and stuff, which is weird. Wow. I just write poems, so I find it weird. Wow. <laughs> how do you re- I mean after you've had sex with her how do you react to that scenario <laughs> I was saying how um, did you get the discount yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something I had to give <laughs> I do what every man does after sex and I cry to myself <laughs> <laughs> it's totally legit yeah <laughs> <laughs> nah it, it is weird nah, there's, there's weird things that do you know what it is you've, 
it's not even weird. You just find yourself in conversations for too long. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So a conversation will start with, I love this, as in, I love your project, I love mm-hmm. your video, I love this. And then because that person doesn't want you to walk away, they loop that same fact that they just love whatever it is that they've done that. over and over again yep. and kind of try and add a little bit more detail every time they do. Because they want to be friends. Yeah, and it's kind of like, there's only so many times you can say thank you before yeah. you just feel like a dickhead. Yeah, I mean, the way that I experience it is like, obviously, I play a character. Mm. Your music is, is very expressive, so they feel like mm. they know you. Yeah. yeah right, exactly. and which, that's a weird thing as well. You know when you meet someone and they know a lot about well, you. Yeah. yeah. With me, it's different because I'm playing a character and like I said, this is one of the first interviews I've actually done out of character I haven't really ever done because I try and keep the character real but because of that kind of whatever you want to call it that character that world we've created when people meet us they expect you know me to be like oh I'm Ace Chibody G but because I'm just like a normal guy from Hounslow like you know they they don't don't really know what to say to me so I'm like a massive disappointment a massive letdown Mm. and I feel bad I'm like I apologise I'm really sorry I'm not do they, are people like, do the bit, do yeah, the bit? Well, sometimes, when they get really drunk. But that's why it can get a little bit weird because obviously, you know, Chibadi speaks with an accent. Yeah. So sometimes you get some gurning white braids coming Aww. out with bean stains down their top and they're like, oh, Chibadi body! And I'm like, oh, please, bruv, do not do an Indian accent right now. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's borderline. out. Borderline. Yeah, borderline. But the intention is, there's no harm in it. It's out of love. They love yeah, it so much. Yeah. I had that just the other day and the guy was like, I'm your biggest fan. I took a picture. I recorded a video message for him. Mm. All that then the end he was like thank you so much jihadi g and i was like oh, jihadi no. g i didn't even correct him i just went just like, sure. and i went i mean jihadi g is a cool name but it's not my yeah. <laughs> it's not my name he sounds you like know? a member of tupac and the outlaws like yeah, without jihadi a doubt g, yeah. yeah like hussein fatal i had one once this was the most backhanded compliment ever there was a guy was like oh my god skeptic i want a photo can i get a photo and i was like all right this is weird like sure and then we took a photo and as we were taking the photo he just whispered in my ear guys You've put on a lot of weight since the last one. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> what do I say at that point? Do I just walk out of the photo? What happens there? But you know what? That's just that's just weird people, man. <laughs> Backhanded compliments is just. But what is the even? What's the point? It's just why do that? It's a power thing. Nah, it's a power it's thing. A power thing. It's because a power people want to be your, they want to be your friend, and as soon as they're inside your world. Then they're like, well, I can do whatever I can do whatever I want. Right. Well, we, backhanded compliments, is the, especially when like you know, like the people come up. They firstly be like, no, nah, like yeah, your show's alright, man. They're like, obviously it's like simple, like kind of simple oh. basic. They'll obviously like you know, you, you know, you kind of. He was like, you know, I'm with me, and then 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 it comes out at the end. He goes, yeah, because the thing is, you know, I'm a writer as well, and I'm actually doing a little pilot. With my, and then you're thinking, oh, here we go. Uh, it's the bitterness creeping in, and you're like, without that little bit at the end, I would have just been like, fair enough, it's your opinion, but yeah. it's not. It's actually no. it's it's bitterness coming out. Yeah, it's like yeah. weird backhanded compliments. Like why? Oh, it's just do. weird, man. Yeah, life, you know? yeah, yeah. Do you, do you get do you get poets and rappers doing the same? Um, yeah, because people will do it on dumb stuff that I don't care about, and yeah. I think once my expression doesn't change, it was it's kind of disheartening for them. <laughs> but I'll just do like dumb shit. Like I don't, I, I'm basically waiting to be famous enough to not have a Twitter or Instagram account <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't promote my social media handles at all. So mm-hmm. I have like a moderately decent. Yeah. If you like, if you do stuff, kind of following online and mm-hmm. that. And uh, people will try and bring that up as like a thing I should care about. And I'm like, yo, listen, like I could go anywhere, anywhere and I'm good. No, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, anywhere, yeah. you can't do that online. Do you know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm safe on Google. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? It don't matter. Like, I want to be safe from fucking 
like Hounslow to Peckham to yeah. fucking Scunthorpe or wherever. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? If I want to walk around in my boxes, no one's going to touch me because like, do you know what I mean? Because real life says I'm okay. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? But then people will always try to be like, oh, like, oh, Bamboo's a great video. Why doesn't it have a million views? Like, did you watch it a million times? Yeah. Because <laughs> if the answer is no, that, that, is, the sh- that is the weirdest background yeah. to compliment. Yeah, it's ever. like why doesn't your thing have more? Like I don't know. How am I supposed to answer that? Yeah, I, I just I just got life. That's this my one. answer to everything. <laughs> that old <that laughs> thing. We're caught thing up on numbers life. and statistics so much. Yeah. We're so yeah. much in that generation where or it's like, like mm. or or the one um, how many like your album sales? People mm. always want to know. I don't even know my album sales. But you don't want to because album sales mean they're cool. Yeah, right now, man. it's ridiculous. But I purposely didn't find out. Even after it charted, I didn't find out. No, don't just don't yeah. ever look. I'm never going to look because like you know I, I said this. I was complaining one time. I think it was like Christmas dinner or something. Like I was chatting to my mum and I was like, oh, you know what? My videos only hit like ten thousand views and like no one really cares. And then she goes, are you complaining? That like ten thousand people, people watched your video. Yeah, like you yeah. gotta put it into perspective. Yeah, put it in perspective. Yeah, That's real. crazy. So yeah. I thought you're right. It's fine. Doesn't matter. But in a way, like with that, it, it does matter. But at the same time, it doesn't. You have to always remember that things aren't always. Everyone in this generation wants everything now, like instant. You know, it's, yeah, it's an yeah. instant gratification yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Where we want our food now. We want our music now. We mm. want our movies now. We want our love now. Yeah. We want our sex I, now. I Everything's at a click of a button. Like, yeah. bruv, like our old YouTube stuff. Yeah, like when we put that out, we we got like fucking like two thousand views in like two years mm. and this is now i mean now we've privated it it's not online but it's got millions and millions of views but that's yeah. after Everything a few happens, years and we yeah. had a surge it just happens man yeah, it's like average. it's a slow burner and i think that you know that the slow what they saw you know that saying about the the slow burning candle it lights mm. the longest it's yeah, like you don't want to just be out there yeah. light it and gone yeah. like your video is that's levels like yeah. your video is levels man it takes you know that's effort and like a lot of like same thing with our with our with our art, like we we yeah. put fucking time oh, into this yeah, shit. Yeah. So I'm I could I waited that long to create it. I wait longer for people to catch on to mm, it as well. And it will, man, it will. Do you, you know what I mean? There's no there's no statistics in life for how many times you've heard like Lauren Hill that thing. True. Exactly. You can't, True. You can't there's not a, there's nah. no there's no countable figure on that yep. at all ever in life. And I, I want the same thing mm. in terms of effect so I'm never bothered but that's the most backhanded that I feel like because the rest of them comment. like I'm too I'm too sharp when it comes to sarcasm that yeah. even if a backhanded compliment comes to me I'm like back serving it like tennis I'm like <laughs> yeah I see like, that yeah, 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 it's yeah. like oh you're skiing now well yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of chub under the neck but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever fuck it don't like those sure. shoes <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> 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 and then you're there stuck yeah. in a passive aggressive yeah. argument yeah. for 20 hours <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just walk away and just as you're leaving just go what are those and just I just keep I just keep walking away don't look back once <laughs> I mean that's a brilliant idea yeah, yeah just get Great. get quicker or just I, like, I think it says more about the person giving the backhanded mm. compliment than it does about you yeah you know like it's, yeah. it's about their insecurities it's about their weird power thing mm. like just be happy for someone what is yeah. it that and plus you know what it always this is like I, have I to be involved that's why they have to be involved they have to have this thing you know I learned this quite from quite a young age and I'm happy I learned this you know there's two ways you can there's a few ways but I think there's two ma- main ways you can react to other people's success mm. especially people you know yeah it feels like a personal thing it feels like you were on that journey with yeah, them yeah, why yeah. are they up here and I, why am I still struggling it's two ways you can deal with it you can be a jealous little bitch or you yeah you can be a bit or you can be inspired by that I mean like, look my boy did that yeah. like my I, we're from the same ends you know what I mean we, we you know we both Yo, grew up the same way he's doing that thing, I'm yeah. inspired by that you know mm, what I mean exactly. and that's the way if you can if you have that mentality through life yeah. it's mm. always gonna help you just be happy for the person man. my boy my boy friends he's an actor 
And like he was doing big things from early. Like mm. yeah, I think it was in college when he got his first like major movie role. And um I'm there like going to do exams and stuff like that and he's like I'm seeing pictures of him on set doing like crazy things yeah. like our trajectories That's went it. so mm. mad but like in different ways that mm. there was it, it's weird like I feel like if I spent more time focused on why that wasn't happening to me yeah. I would have done less yeah. Yeah. Do you know 100% I mean? yeah. you sit there you start thinking yeah. why why not me What's yeah wrong? exactly yeah. but I'm, I'm, I was literally you had to go back into my mind frame and going actually fuck it like uh, what 10 what 10 years not even 10 years like give us like 2 years like I'll just go oh what do you want to meet up in Tunisia real quick just for no reason just fuck it Let's go to Tunisia <laughs> yeah. get some ice cream come back and 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 I, 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 I want to be able to do all of that <laughs> sure. stuff and not tweet none of it, yeah, and not Instagram yeah, none of it, not Snapchat yeah, yeah. none of it. I just want to oh, go man. and do it. Do you I, know I, I, I think I mean I think that's such a. I'm, I'm not at that place yet. I wish I'd be at that place where I can enjoy my life without letting other people know I'm enjoying my yeah. life. Well, that's and I, it's, yeah. it's bad. It means that I'm not content. I think yeah. a lot of people aren't content. Yeah. So you use that social media for validation. It'd be like I'm here. I'm doing this. Validate me. Yeah. Why? Yeah. But it was like we had like MySpace and MSN. That wasn't like mm. an everyday update thing of what you're doing. I had it was more of a connect thing. Huh? I had bare girlfriends. Bro, that's what MSN was. I was dishing out that love. You see the little love button? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have your status and that. I like, I like the uh, appearing offline and then appearing online to get her attention. Oh. <laughs> and then be like, and she's like, oh my god, oh my god, are you just? Or, or how much? Like, you might weird have, ones. You might have another situation on MSN, yeah, and you put your other situation as your display picture because you're trying to wife her up as the Whoa. main thing. Oh wow! And then you got to tell the other girl that's your cousin or something. Oh, yeah. seen, yeah. Until, yeah. until they Political. bump into each other. Yeah, then it all. Wow. Yeah, that was real tough. That was hard back in the day. Wow. Uh, ASL love. man ASL <laughs> oh, ASL That was the killer ASL If a girl If your girl added you on MSN And said ASL Yeah She was about it That's she, it She yeah, didn't yeah, get yeah. She was Because at that point She, she, was she didn't it. even know Whether you were male or female <laughs> yeah, She yeah. was she about Your age or your anything I mean, Three major details <laughs> yeah, from yeah, yeah. Are you of age? Check <laughs> yeah. Hi, 19 male from Hounslow Do you fuck. have a gender? <laughs> it's not even like uh, uh, are you male? Do you have a gender? Check. <laughs> and how much do I yeah, have yeah. to pay to get to you? And back in the day, you could run game for forty. Bus travel was forty p. Forty p. Yeah, yeah. Forty yeah. p. But how old are you? Twenty three. Twenty three. That's mad though, because like, I'm twenty nine. Mm. I feel like that's you're young for that that forty p in the MSN generation, or maybe I'm just. No, man, that's but, a bad you, you know, you know about it though. You got, you got he, he was like woke from age. You were woke from age. That's five years. So I guess it's not. I say your generation, but I don't feel like your generation and my generation are that far no, apart. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's like it's when you get me. to the eighteen and the nineteen year olds and you. Oh yeah, I get confused because like it feels like the. I feel like at twenty three. You man might have lived more things than I may have at this point, but then I'm exposed to more things than you guys might have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So the the age thing starts to dissipate where Does, yeah. kids Does. are doing mad things. Like, my my little sister, she's seven years old. Mm. She was on the other day on her on my mum's iPad mm. and she was doing a, a vlog and she was going, "Hi guys, okay, make sure." <laughs> she was going, she was going. You know the you know the rhythm they have the vloggers. Yeah. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And I'm like. What? what is going on? Then I, you know, I caught her. She was like really embarrassed. She's really shy. And I was just like, that's mad. We wow. had uh, etch a sketch of shit. That was our iPad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we had mad. chalkboards. That yeah, was our yeah, iPad. Yeah, yeah. 
that's it's crazy. It's yeah. very interesting. I've, I think well, I've met some really like immature <clears throat> 35, 40 year olds who haven't experienced life. So I think it's you know it's all it's all re- it is all relative. Like, big time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess I was just I was doing some mad shit by the age of fucking 13, 14 So you know, I was a good youth though. Mm. Yeah, I didn't drink till eighteen. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, I was a good youth. Sick. So how was it the first? So you, you I, see, drank, I don't really oh, remember the day. first time I had a drink. I drank a WKD and everyone stood around me like I was gonna die. Wow, the blue one, the blue, the blue one, yeah, one, of course, yeah. yeah. What other WKDs are there? Red like one, this? white one. No one really drinks those. It's you drink Smirnoff Ice and blue WKD. Yeah, it's all about the blue. Wow. Sorry, yeah, I just totally hijacked your story. <laughs> so you drank, you drank a blue WKD and you became a man. I, wow. I had fornicated before I drank alcohol. Literally that's, that's day. Deep. <laughs> that day, yeah. yeah. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. Normally yeah, hand in hand. They normally yeah. go hand in hand. Yeah, that's a good. Did, that's yeah. a good. Like, I, that came at sixteen. Yeah, yeah. That kind of manhood. The second kind of manhood came so, at. And no one, you know, at no one got that. But okay. Nah. <laughs> 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 See what you did there. Oh yeah, clever. <laughs> Smart. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, like, well, it's, it's London life. You know, is 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 not. Um, it's not. It's not your average kind of like life. You know, growing up in yeah. London. You know, you do some weird shit at weird times. You know, I smoked weed for the first time. I was like eleven. You know. And, like, yeah. How? Some weird shit and I can't smoke it what anymore what was I but... doing I was, I was I just cared about Power Rangers them times so did I I love yeah. Power Rangers I love Power Rangers yeah. yeah I remember doing mad shit I remember like we were talking about this the other day we smoked a zoo in KFC once back in the day <laughs> in the smoking area we bunked, we were year nine we bunked school when we, we smoked, and we were like you just didn't give a fuck back yeah. then like, and it, it there was, was, so there was the a smoking area in KFC, KFC yeah of course mm. years later we're like mm. Did we fucking smoke a zoo in KFC when we were 15? They were like, Why was that yeah, smoking? We did. Where, where would you put a smoking area in KFC? KFC? There was a smoking area right at the front in the KFC Hounslow High Street. Wow. If you know, yeah, if you know back then, then you'll know, yeah, people wow. used to go there. Wow. Yeah, we used to just, it's just weird kind of shit they used to do and you're like... I remember when they made it like a... I don't know what it was like to smoke inside prior mm. to them making it illegal, but I remember the effect of them making it illegal to oh, smoke yeah. inside. Kicked off. Yeah, mm. that was funny as fuck. But I, like, yeah, I, I actually yeah, love I like that. going to smoking area when I'm out now. I think it's one of the the, the best places to be when that you're out. That is where sometimes. the magic happens. It's the it does, social, man. Like, it's a mad social, yeah. Positions yeah. that you can actually be social when you're out. It's true. That's true. I, I, um, I remember smoking on planes. Oh, that shit. was weird. Yeah, really, really weird. Uh, and when I went to uh, I went to Syria to, to play a show, and on the way back, they Syrian Airways still allowed people to smoke. Wow. And this was twenty ten on a plane. That is so mad in a like pressurized. I think I'd, I think I'd yeah. hate that. I'd definitely hate that. But I hate flying, so it's yeah, like same. Man, what do you what do you do when you fly then? If you hate it. I, I don't know, man. I think music obviously helps a lot. Mm, I um, say Valiant. But bruv, we did. We had a... Yeah. <laughs> we had a <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that would help, definitely. Does anyone really enjoy flying? Like, um, I, I never really... Last time I flew, I fell asleep, woke up in the country I was meant to be in. That's the, yeah, that's the best. I can't sleep that's on perfect. the plane because yeah. it's just I'm too paranoid. I'm like, if I you just, just wake Just up, in case they need you yeah. to fly the plane. Yeah, exactly. I, but like, get, <laughs> I think weird shit when I get paranoid yeah. about stuff like that. I feel like someone's going to pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> Why does anyone do anything? Yeah. <laughs> it could happen, bro. I'm not feeding your you paranoia, but if it's... That's why I don't sleep, though. Because, because we're in, like, a social media age where people will do anything for, like, re-vlogs. Like, if if me and you ever do shows abroad, I promise you that I'll keep an eye out. Please. Yeah. 
Piss for watch. anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah piss watch. <laughs> See, the thing with me on planes, I'm also paranoid because I know people are afraid of me on the plane. Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm paranoid of their paranoia. Right. So I'm making sure that I'm extra, extra non-terrorist. But doing that, I'm, I look even more bait. You know what I mean? So I know that I'm going to get pulled by security. Okay, I can deal with that. Yeah. But when I'm on the plane, it's like I've got a big bag and people are looking. But I've had it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I get it I was it in America? Was it like, was it all fanny pack? And whenever I go to America, it's always peak. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, always get pulled for it. But it's just something yes. you get used to, isn't it? Because like, like, even though like I've got, obviously I, I, I'm, I'm pale as fuck, but with an Arabic last name, I yeah. get pulled aside yeah, you will. every flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single flight. I got kept in a room at Was- in Washington DC for two hours, like questioned. And, and the weirdest one was when I was on my way to, um, I think it was like like Thailand or something, or like to, to Malaysia or something. And, and, and I got in Heathrow through security and I went up to the, I could see the plane. I was about to board the plane and these two... Like, like guys in suits came up to me and uh, are you, are you Corin? And I was like, yeah. How did they even know that? And they go, we got your name on on our list. Oh my god! And I looked over the list and it was just my name. <laughs> and I was like, That's, sorry, mate. I think a list is more than one name. Yeah, exactly. And um, and they're like, yeah, we have to search you again. And I was like, okay, sure. So I had to look through my stuff. And then uh, and they go, uh, are you Muslim? And I went, nah. And they go. Uh, are you Arabic? And I went, well, you know, it's like my dad's side of the family, whatever, and Arabic last name. And he goes, okay, cool. Do you speak Arabic? And I went, nah. And then this white guy spoke to me in Arabic as if to catch me out. And I went, bruv, I have no idea what you're saying. And he went, all right, cool. And then he left me alone. Didn't even search my oh, bag. Bruv, they don't fuck about out there, man. Mad. That was in England. Oh, That's mental. Hell. I had it. So they, said, they went through my stuff and I had this, um, my barber's in, in Hounslow, his, 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 his name's Al-Wassam. And it's like, you know, that sounds a little bit terrorist, doesn't it? And they pulled out the thing and they went, who is Al Wasam? And I was like, I was like, it's my boy from Hamza West. He can't, like, like, and they were like, where does he live? And I'm like, fucking hell. Where does he live? It's Man. on the business card. Yeah, you can see where he lives. This is on the card. That's not, that looks weapon. dangerous, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. But yeah, no, it's terrible, man. That was fucking sus. But you know what? It's like the only world that I've known. It's a post 9-11 world, isn't it? Like, because we're 9-11, we were kids. So yeah. I've, as an adult, I I've only I lived in a post 9-11 world. So I've always been used exactly. to that. Yeah, I think it's, I was in Ghana really, Yeah, it's, it's just... Wow. I think... On holiday? Something like that, yeah. Do you everyone remembers where they were. But you were in... I think I was in Ghana, yeah. Okay. Do you remember what the reaction was like? It was kind of like, oh... I remember I was in I was in college at, uh, in King's Cross was I was in a philosophy class studying as you do da- yeah. David Hume who was a philosopher you know what I mean yeah. philosophizing oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember used to wear turtlenecks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember getting a text from my mate just saying yo this shit, shit has happened and I remember like, having this weird, like, kind of like Dawson's Creek kind of moment of, 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 of <laughs> you know, going, oh my God, right now I'm living in a world that the rest of this class aren't currently living in because they don't know that this has happened. Yeah. And I looked around at their faces. Weird power. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. Did you know what you should have done at that moment? You said, fuck it! Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Guys, guys, I can't take this anymore. You know what's jokes here? Like, because you know, it's that thing everyone remembers where they were on 9 11. Yeah. I wrote this script at uni, yeah, which was called Where Where Were You? 
Mm. That's what it's called, and it's just about it's about my real life story. What, ha- what happened to me on 9/11? Okay. My boy got jacked, yeah, for his phone. It's 3310. Yeah, he got jacked. And it, was, it was like, but it was like by ten Somali guys, yeah, no more. in Hounslow West. Yeah, I remember they were they were like, you know, then he called his brothers, and we found the guys, and we got them. We we're in this state. We were, you know, we we're gonna. We, they, his brothers were like searching all the boys' pockets for to get his phone back. All of a sudden, some little youth just ran out, and he went, "Someone just blew up the White House." And it was like, obviously, very wrong, <laughs> wrong information. But then it was like, everyone just stopped, though. Everyone just stopped. And we went to this shop, like people who just jacked us. And we went to the shop and we were just watching the news and literally everyone just like frozen. Like, Did they gave the stuff back. They could, we didn't find the phone, man. It was, I remember the, the, his older brother, who was quite religious, he left them with a little thing and he was like, just remember, he goes, Allah is watching. And I was like, fucking hell, bro. So intense. <laughs> For 3310, I was like, it's like, you know. But yeah, that's why that was my 9-11 experience, bro. But it was weird. The microcosm, you know, the like... Man, but you know what? I remember literally, the the effect was so quick that literally a week after, and in the script, that's what I wrote about this Mm -hmm. girl he likes, and he's had he had a rap battle in school. He impresses her. Then nine eleven happens. His mate gets jacked. Then literally the next day he goes into school, and the same girl, this white girl that he was trying to chirps, she's now won't even she don't even speak to him now because they you know they release that it was the Arabs who did, and it was like it was in real life it wasn't for so many people because before that when you think terrorists, what do you think? Before nine um, eleven, like what do you think? Island, IRA. If it's diehard, then it's Russians. Russians, yeah. IRA. You or, or like Tim- anyone can be Tim- a terrorist. Timothy McVeigh, Timothy like McVeigh, the Christian kind of right wing. Oh, no, like, they, are, they have mental health problems. Yeah, exactly. They're if not it's terrorists. white, yeah, 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 then yeah, yeah. they're not terrorists. Yeah, he just he broke up with his girlfriend. It's not terrorism. It's normal. His dad didn't hug him enough. Don't put him in jail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just give him a talk show. But I mean, it was literally like the the effect of it was instantaneous to a point mm. where I remember I didn't go on the trains after you know the seven the, after the seven other bombings and um, the uh, the Brazilian dude who got shot yeah, on uh, the underground Men- Menendez, right, uh, fuck uh, yeah. me yeah he got shot like nine ten times yeah, that was and fun. I didn't go on the, the tube for like yeah. I don't know like a few weeks or so just got I was shook wow, after yeah. that I was like what if I'm running to get a thing and then this yeah. happens and that happens and it was just like man because people just, were trigger happy like mate they were just like you know and we're lucky we don't live in America because of that shit you'd be always be paranoid with mad, that kind of yeah. stuff and you don't even have to be anything you can just be look any reason you know what I mean mm. it's just like but yeah I mean, they're just was, so ready in America just ready anything. man so, I mean that's when everyone has guns that's what it is it's fair isn't it give everyone guns Put paranoia into system, exactly. and it's like you know you don't trust anyone. You're suspicious. It's a horrible, horrible environment. That's why yes. I'm kind of happy sometimes. I live in, you know, that we live in London because we haven't yeah. really got that. Thankfully, thankfully, we've got it to Just a level. Stop, yeah, stop and We're even a little madness. bit more passive yeah. about racism. Do you think so? Yeah. Like in what way? Like, if any person that's like major famous in Britain was to be publicized in a way that made them look like a racist the backlash would be instantaneous and in a weird way we, we we you would argue we have much more freedom of speech here like mm. we're more yeah. we but then at the same time like you said the the backlash to anything if anyone fucks yeah. up it's like no 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 we need to make sure yeah. that what they said was wrong and they yeah. need to but pay for it but there's certain people that are immune to this like you know eating people or like you know supremely who's, upper class who's folk. eating people <laughs> who's eating people <laughs> stop eating me <laughs> no but anyone that went, anyone the that upper went, class <laughs> anyone that's upper Hierarchy. class that went to eating oh, okay. or if you're a Tory you're totally immune from this you can do whatever you want if, you, if say if you're a Tory yeah but then fuck them they don't come to ends <laughs> <laughs> David Cameron hates the mandem. 
Yeah. It's true. Um, <laughs> so, Koji, the question I wanted to ask you is you had 23 winners yeah. uh, come out very recently, um, which is fucking sick, man. Yay. I mean, it's just, it's too, it's too good. Like, this is not just me blowing smoke, but like, this yeah. is, it's obviously Kwame and Krumah. Big tune. And that tune is so sick. And especially like when I DJ for Koji, that is like so much fun to mm. do mm. because it's such a like, mm. you know. The, the the beat is incredible. Like the production's incredible. Like obvi- obviously, yeah. it's stripped back, and you do this thing where you start like, and you do it live as well. And I, I try and tell people this when I describe your music, where you can sit back and you're with the beat, you're with the beat, and then all of a sudden with your voice, mm. you're just like, even though the beat isn't gotten that hasn't got that much more Aggie. Mm you feel like you want to fight somebody. Yeah. yeah because yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, you know, fuck fucking hell, fuck. And um, that's, you know, that's fucking great about Kwame and Krumah is that the chorus comes in, you know, like, you know, everyone wants to be Tony Montana and like, mm. you want to be Kwame and Krumah and that's, and that is such a, a poignant, you know, the poignant chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember what I was, oh yeah, I do. Right, so 23 Winners mm-hmm. came out and the thing that I absolutely love that I wanted to ask you about and talk to you about on, um, on the podcast is that, uh, have you explained, is, you, you, your dad hadn't heard your music. No. And then you put up a tweet when 23 Winners came out and it charted and did mm-hmm. incredibly well. You put up a tweet uh, of two photos of your dad mm-hmm. in concentration. Yeah. Very, very moving photos of your dad just listening to your album for the first time. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about wow. that. Ugh, that. I've got a drink for that. that was, that was <laughs> it was incredible. Um, right, so 23 Winners is my EP that turned into a bit more of an album project once it came out. And on that project, um, the whole kind of narrative of the project is based around a conversation I have with my dad um, and the duality of both our lives, speaking on how he came from Ghana and over here and how he had to... He came from Ghana to over here and how he had to adjust and all the things he kind of encountered and things he saw and certain historical moments for him. And then throughout the music, I'm talking more so about my experiences. Um... And that whole that whole thing, that whole process was weird because it was like my dad was becoming more aware that I made music, but I think for him, he's always just kind of trusted in the fact that I'll be okay. Mm. So he's never really forced me to do anything. Do you know what I mean? He's just kind of like, anytime you ask me a question like, so like, how is this going? And I always tell him it's going well and I can name things that kind of prove that it's going well, but a lot of the time it flies over his head and it doesn't matter to him. So I had like a whole summer period where... I was just doing mad things. Mad things were happening for me. Like, mm. first TV spot, yep. first tour, and all that kind of stuff. And I come back and um, I told my dad, and it was just like, <laughs> like, he didn't understand none of it. Yep. Like, none of the things that I was no, naming. No context. Yeah, yeah, he just had no recollection of it. So he was like, I don't, yeah, cool. I think once he listened to, he listened to one other record. It was the first version of Kwame and Krumah. Right. And after he heard that record, he said, yeah, I'm proud of you. Sick. And I was like, okay, cool. I know what I need to do. Yeah. So I had a whole other project that I scrapped and I made this project. Oh, wow. So, and that was the only record he had heard from man. So mm. everything's been done. It's come out. Um, and it'd been out for maybe a week before I played it to him. Mm. And um, the day I was going to play it to him was the day it was coming out on iTunes. And the night before, I was just depressed. I don't know why. I was just sad. I don't, I just thought, oh, it's, it's so normal when a record comes yeah, out for you to feel alone. I just thought, yeah. oh, like, have I done enough? Like, mm. because I'm not signed, I don't have mountains and mountains of PR. Posters of me aren't everywhere. I'm not going to come on after fucking Coronation Street with like 
out now on a wall that's advert and nothing mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'm from ends in it. I've got Instagram, I've got Twitter, I've got me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? So, Standard. yeah, so I was like, all right, cool, whatever happens, happens. But I didn't, it was nerve wracking to be in a space where people could judge you publicly and say, oh, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do this, he didn't do that. So I was like, do you know, if people want the music, they can have it. So we put it out. And I remember after like 20 minutes, it went to like number 25 in the charts or whatever. In the and that's charts. not oh, hip hop charts. In yeah. the hip hop charts. And I was like, is this normal? I kept asking people, like, what does this even mean? So I thought, bunny, I don't understand it, so I don't care. Mm. So then I, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to go play my music to my dad. So I've, I've jumped on the train. Um, this is maybe an hour now, but it's been out for about an hour. Jumped on the train from Hoxton to Caledonia Road. Gone to my dad's house, sitting in there. And I think as of just before I got to his house, because his house doesn't really have that much reception, I checked it. And I think it was on like number nine in the hip-hop chart. So I'm like, Whoa. I kept going, um, all right, fuck it. I don't get it, but I feel like this is a mad thing, but I'm just going to leave it as that. Yep. Then um, I played it to him. Now I've gone there, done a small talk and now sat down, he sat down, put the headphones on him. And he just sat in almost like a praying position. The album is 45 minutes. He didn't move. Wow. Like he so, didn't, wow. he did not move once. And I stared at him for 45 minutes. Because I, <laughs> I could hear the, the, the rest of the music, the yeah. kind of excess from yeah. the headphones. So I'm like, I know what part you're at. Yeah. This is a vibe. You should be, <laughs> yeah, you should be, you know on, you should be on a on? million right now. You crazy. <laughs> didn't move. Just yeah. sat still. And I think, do you know what I realized? Yeah, is that he only cared about what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Like Listening from, to the lyrics. Yeah, from yeah. top to bottom, he cared about what I was saying. And, and and for me, it was exciting to know that he could come out the other side knowing I did not chat shit once. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, everything yeah. I said on that record is factual. Like, from from talking about, like, um, from ends and, and the cycle of being a part of street life to the mm-hmm. fact that um, my dad was a member of the CPP, which was a uh, Ghanaian government political kind of, like, people party mm-hmm. around the same time that Kwame Nkrumah was kind of trying to become president. Remember, like, it, Every time I'd go see him, he would tell me about Kwame Nkrumah, and I had no, I wasn't really that like in tune with my own culture. So I'm going, who is my man? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And every time he's talking about, it, I'm going back and doing research, and I'm going, ah, oh, like this story is a mad thing. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is a whole country's independence. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and he he battled for it, and even after he became president, there was still kind of like a. That that whole I, I like to think of it as a crabs in a bucket effect, where even though he was in a position where he could make certain decisions, certain things pulled him down, mm. and he didn't even end up dying in Ghana. Do you know what I'm saying? So he didn't die the heroic, celebrated champion. Mm. It, it was still a kind of like a mixed and match story, which is maybe why it's not told more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm thinking, bro, what is being fucking music yeah everyone wants to be hefe everyone wants to be yeah. like do you know what i'm saying and tote guns and do all that stuff bro more time if a gun was in your face you shit yourself in it mm. do you know what i'm saying so yeah like tony montana is not about just wearing nice shit and having a nice watch and wearing balenciagas and all that kind of stuff like do you know what i'm saying you've got to yeah. be about it exactly. trips up to cunch don't mean you're a fucking drug no, but people forget you know how scarface ended like people yeah, yeah. Bro, people, people reference scarface right he's probably the most down. referenced the most referenced movie of all yeah. time in hip-hop yeah. yeah people forget what the fucking message was and, and, a man and, dying on the blimp world is yours it's a fucking message there yeah. man and that's the thing, you that's can't there's only true. two ways it's gonna end in that life i completely get the the understanding of why that 
that kind of character yeah, would be. Of course. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Alluring to people. But then at the same time, I'm like, my thing is this. It's not even just about Ghana, innit? Like, mm. big up Ghana. When, when that song come out, um, Ghana was basically, what is it, 59 years independent? I need to double check that. But it was a mad thing. If mm. it's not 59 years and it's less than that or it's more than that, Skip to gave me rum. <laughs> so, I'll edit it out. Don't worry. Either way, yeah. I'll, I'll put a voiceover of the exact. Yeah. It'd be like Ghana was fifty-four years. But for me, it was more so about like whatever, wherever you're from. Mm. If there's somebody that you can look towards and understand and 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 sonically project their story within yourself and and maybe not even try and like completely emulate but the 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 ideas of resilience perseverance forward thinking mm-hmm. pushing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. if there's somebody within your culture that you can champion then yep. say it with your chest be like yeah. do you know what i mean like, i remember yeah. having to be shook like when a supply teacher come in and i was shook they couldn't read my name so the class was gonna laugh at me mm. fuck that my yeah, nuts are big and beautiful. Allow me. It's, it's true. <laughs> bro, but it's like the what you name of your rec- next record. You're yeah. like not even knowing about your own culture. It's sad because you yeah. grow up and we don't, in school, we don't know obviously anything about mm-hmm. that. We don't know about World War II and all that shit. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you as you get older, you know, like I think your mom. Well, for me, my thirst of knowledge becomes more and more. Like when I was younger, I didn't want to know. I don't want to do well, that. It's also because your family aren't cool. Like you, when you think yeah. about your parents, it's you're like, not. You, you, it's as, not, a, yeah. as a kid, you're like, oh well, it's just your parent. You know, I'm not. They're annoying. You know, I, th- I think about like the stuff that my granddad did. You know, he was in, he was in the Free French. You know, he fought he fought the Nazi. He was a, he escaped from Tunisia to jo- to join uh, to join uh, the for- French Foreign Legion at 15 years old. And you're like. Wow, this guy. They, they've lived, bro. They've, they yeah. have lived lives. Crazy. Like, I think it's something that you should reach. The same thing with my grand as well, like her story and, you know, like my, even just my mum and my dad's story. I mean, the shit they've been through is just so mad. Mm. They had to go mm. through that. And it's, mm. it's, it's weird being a first generation, second generation mm. person. Like, we yeah. understand how young our history is in this, in our story. And the more and more the generations go, the more you lose your culture and your story and that's why it's great going back and finding those stories and embracing and turning it into something artistic putting it into perspective is is something beautiful like even like the Chabadi G character he's a comedy character but it's it's based on my dad and my uncle and the Mm. the guys you know the Brits who came here and they were just hustlers they were Del Boys and the adjustment they had to make to become adapted to the culture that they were now there's a lot of comedy in that but if you, you know, if you watch people just nothing, a lot of people feel sorry for Chibadi because he's a tragic character. And, and yeah. comedy and tragedy are like very thin yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at so the end of the day, Chibadi so is just an optimist. Yeah. He's a hustler, he's an optimist. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, you know, he even says, he's one of his, like one of the first lines I ever wrote with Chibadi G. He goes, um, look at me, I came here in 93 with nothing but five pound on my brother's passport, uh, my passport. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, there's, there's comedy in that, yeah. but it's a true story. Yeah. My, my dad came here yeah. In like whatever you know, eighty two, eighty three, or whatever, and he had five pounds to his name. Mm. You know what I mean? Like five mm. pounds to his name. And it's just like that, and obviously you turn it into a joke, and yeah. you think there's a but there's pain in yeah. that. You make it happen. It, there's you make pain it in flip, that. Bro. You they fucking made it happen, bro. And just just like I like beautiful. to think the project done well because it was real. Yeah. Because if it can invoke and spark conversations like this, then there must be some truth. Yeah, of in course. The story. Especially yeah, if your exactly. dad was like listening, and we were talking about validation from social media and all that. That yeah. kind of validation is priceless. Mm. Something yeah. from imagine, your time. you know what so I mean? Imagine that. Boom. So I played on project forty-five minutes. Watched him. Mm. He sat still. Yeah. He takes the headphones off and he says something mad to me. He said, "I'm proud of it. Nobody knows what happens with life, and maybe this could be the start of something like 
big basically mm. Mm. and that was so weird yeah. do you know what I mean that was so weird because it's like raw you've just heard my music for the mm. first time and and like me and my dad had a, a one of those weird relationships but like we could always tell we was in sync even the times that we were apart mm. and now you're kind of like this is you've listened to the thing that I'm telling you this is me like mm if I took him to my workplace do you know what I mean and that kind of stuff like I just put him in some headphones that's my workplace mm. you know what I'm saying mm. and he's like yeah this could be the start of something and Sick. and legit I checked my phone right after that and I was like dad I'm number five in the charts and he was like that's good that's very good like cause he I, it goes back to that understanding of things yeah. like back he then context. he still had charts do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we understand. He can relate oh, to that. He can yeah, relate yeah, to that. He's yeah, like, whoa, yeah. okay, cool. That must mean something. Yeah. Woke up the next day. Me thinking, this ain't normal, so it's going to drop. Yeah. Went to number three, like jumped over Kendrick or something like that. Stayed at number normal. three for a while. Standard. And then, um, Obviously normal. Bust into the, like, the, um, the top 40. Yeah. And then the whole time, I'm not doing nothing but Instagramming. I'm just going, <laughs> look at this. Like, do you know what I mean? I had one video where I was just like, um, uh, like, um, mom, yes. I'm number three. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It was just that real. Like, it was just kind of so like... So real. I was in my yard. So like, real. I didn't do nothing. It was completely natural, so... Great. That's the best way, bro. I, I yeah. mean, we, we, the same thing, well, we don't... We, we've never really been, like, forcing... The mm. show down people. Mm. It's, a, it's a word of mouth show. You can't do it. You yeah. watch it. You tell your friends. They tell their resonates. friends. It's, yeah. it, it That's the thing about man. people just do nothing. It's so. I mean, I, I could speak personally, but I know every, a lot of people feel exactly the same ways. Is that we experienced pirate radio? Oh man, people. Yeah, of course. You, we we grew yeah. up. You know, I grew up listening to Heartless in school. Like you, we know what this is. You know that. Yeah. And so to to hear that is so real. It's very to real. see people because we all lived it, like, innit? We all, yeah. we all we all MCs. We all used to do that shit. But you know what? It comes down to like on the surface of it it's a pirate radio show mm. about old school garage and but really like on the core of it what it's about which I think a lot of great comedy is about is a delusional characters yeah. you know, it, which is someone who thinks they're up here but really they're not yeah. but the, the beauty of all of it is that they're not bitter mm. what they are they're content in their in their own little shitty mm. world so like you know he's got he's got his little boys there who are who are, who are hyping him up he's the best MC in the galaxy yeah. MC Grinders he, he thinks he is the best MC yeah, in the galaxy Chabuddy thinks he's a ladies man entrepreneur he thinks that in his is. world he is you don't get him <laughs> yeah in his world him, you know what I mean in his world Freddy he is B. Yeah. and that's funny Honey. because you know like <laughs> so, yeah, watching someone delusional and the confidence that someone says something yeah, yeah, that, no, yeah. I'm sick what are you on about you're like yeah. wow like that delusion is always funny word of mouth is imperative man, like, oh, man my whole my whole thing is like put the art back in the hands of the people mm. do you know what I'm saying the, I, how I even I remember the first time I even came into to knowledge about your show is after um, Roll Safe that's so, a mad one yeah Roll Safe so Roll Safe's come out my boy, he's a proper, like, he, he writes comedies into it. Yeah. So he's like, yo, you need to check this out. So I watched the role safe thing. And he's like, yeah, he's inspired by people just do nothing. And mm. I'm like, oh, what's that? Da, 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 da. And he showed me a clip. Mm. So this is why when you showed me the clip again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognized it. Yeah. And I was like, Where, how did I Seen put it. two and two together? But it's that, that cycle of inspiration. If something comes 100%. out and it's real, mm. it goes on to create other great things. And that's yeah. what we, so, I personally, just speaking, I'm so proud of the role safe yeah. thing. Mm. Because he came out and he said he was inspired by people just do nothing. And um, you know, he even hollered us before he did it. He mm. just hollered us and said, you know, he showed love. And then, 
to see that he's come up the same way. You know what yeah, I mean? He's yeah. you know, he, but he's about his acting. Like he went to drama school, but yeah. he's YouTube and he's he's fucking amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? And we we love that to see that that's that's what we we are spawning. Yeah, and we only want more forward. of it because it's inspirational. Yeah, exactly. Like, we only started what like this is our third series, and we've you know we've reached heights now which mm. we wouldn't have never dreamed of and yeah. he's going to do the same and yeah, then whoever's exactly. inspired of that that's mm. going to happen exactly. and that is a great thing you know and and forget yeah, all that, the money that. forget all the fame the hype if you can actually inspire people to create this art mm. whether, whatever it is music comedy film yeah. it's moving our culture forward yeah. there's like guys from you know Trust London me. people didn't really and expect much of exactly. us we didn't, weren't given the same opportunities people mm. had we had to work a bit harder you know just from my own mm. point of view I had to work double hard you yeah, know what I mean to get where I am Mm -hmm. So if I'm inspiring people to do that, then that's that's more that's than and that's yeah, and that's you know the I mean? that's a culture insp of inspiration that is it's very it's a very beautiful time for it, and it's a beautiful moment for to have a piss break because I feel like yeah. this is is exactly <laughs> that moment. Welcome back to the Thanks for Trying podcast. Fuck David uh, Cameron. Allegedly. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Um, welcome back, and um, yeah, I've, I, we've had a piss break. And also, I didn't pee. <laughs> allegedly, we've had a piss break. Um, and at this point, the tradition, the thanks for trying tradition of doing a shot. Actually, I didn't even hand you oh, nice one. the things. These are our special shot mugs very that nice. I do every time. They're very floral and very mm -hmm. nice. Um, and also to big up the sponsor of this episode, which is Red Leg Rum, which is actually really delicious. Spiced rum. Yeah, it's nice, mm. man. It's really good. So Tasty. big up Red Leg and shout out to Poppy at High Spirits for... Uh, hooking up so big up yourselves and um, yeah cheers to Koji and Asim for coming through right. cheers brother. cheers cheers alright alright spicy spicy jazz delicious <laughs> it tastes like jazz jazz, <laughs> jazz. Yeah. Um, so we were just in, 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 the, in, the, in the piss break we were talking about the, the thing which unites us which is rap yeah and uh, more specifically Drake. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get me. Hey, it's, it's got us talking though. Like you know, it's, it's, got, a, yeah. it's a talking point. Yeah. Everyone's got. A, everyone's got a, 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 an opinion about Drake. You know. Yeah. Big time, and uh, I don't. I don't mind. I really like you know because you, you think you could do an. Someone said this to me the other day. You, I could do an entire set, a DJ set in a club, just playing Drake records. Easy, easy, mm. and it and would bang. It would bang. Yeah, hundred percent. It would. So you're like, I can't be mad at that. No. Like I'm, you know. In fact, I'm the opposite. I'm quite pleased. Please makes life easier. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he, he's he's got a lane. He's playing his lane. Mm. Big that, up Drake. That's what it is, bro. It's about you know you're moist, and you know you wanna. <laughs> No, 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 no. But what I was saying is the moisture. Yeah, I, I expected moisture, high levels of moisture. And that's what I got. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't pissed at it. I was, you know, but at the same time. And, like, and we're talking saying, about views. We're talking, talking about, about the new views. Album. Yeah, I'm okay. talking about views. And I think, you know, I think it's tough, like, for anything to say two years, yeah, this is my album coming out. It's the expectation. It's like almost impossible to live up to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's like. man, not I, your Drake level, man. No, but I don't think he's that kind of artist, though. I think if Kendrick said, I'm going to make an album that's going to come out in two years, he would deliver. And it would be a fucking cinematic masterpiece, poetic, beautiful. Because even Untitled, art. Unmastered, which was oh, throwaway was songs, was brilliant. just like. Brilliant. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, mm. It was beautiful. And um, no, I just think, yeah, I, I just think as a progression as an artist, I don't think there, it was It was what I kind of expect. I like yeah. the theme. I heard, I read later that he had a loose theme to the album about summer and winter. And like, you know, the summer tunes are like I mean, that's, dance that's definitely that. not a theme. That's just uh, going through yeah. the seasons. That's probably, yeah, well, that's kind of what he was saying. <laughs> but yeah, it was quite vague because he was like, it starts off in the winter, then it's summer and then it's back to winter and I was like 
<laughs> all right. Like that's yeah. more like he did the album. He's like, we need a theme for this shit. My yeah. theme is like, to have the songs go like sequentially through one to twenty. Yeah, that's yeah. my theme. It's not yeah. like how it's not like how Kendrick could break down to Pimp a Butterfly or like yeah, you know yeah. like an MF Doom yeah. like it's food album and you break it down. Mm. You're like fucking how this guy put some. Yeah. He he had a plan. It was for what, this. It was the best stuff on the hard drive. Yeah. You think so? Our album cover was one of the worst album covers I've ever seen in my life. Terrible album cover. I mean, also, theoretically, it's not even possible. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at it from like, I'm just, I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of someone, you know, I'm a bit afraid of heights. So yeah. I look at that and I'm like, there's but no way if I'm afraid of heights that Drake is not afraid of heights. Yeah, he's moist. He's, he's definitely if afraid he, of heights. If, if he's afraid of heights, he's not sitting on the but, top. Hold, can let me ask you a question though. You know, like everyone's like saying that he's like, you know, we were saying earlier about like the whole trying to beg the the UK mm. roadman culture or whatever. Yeah, mm. like we see it as, as people from London. We see that he's yeah. got the fade. He's got the style. Tony, yeah. it's very London, and he's on the mm. grind. He's coming up with Section Boys, and yeah. I would say yes, he is influenced by that. But I would also like I think people forget that he's Canadian, and mm. in Canada, like I was in Canada in two thousand nine, yeah. and we were like with the locals. We went to house parties and that, and bruv, they always they speak pretty much the same slang as us. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. culture that patois influence is heavy out there. Yeah. So I was out there saying safe and seen and yeah, all that kind. Of, I, I didn't have to. I was in, when I went back to New York. I had to curb it. They were like, bro, like you know, what safe? What do you mean safe? Yeah. scene like what does that mean it's just like I had to watch what I was saying because yeah, it was yeah. like but they yeah. they speak the same there's, kind there's of so many similarities well. yeah so, so many similarities well. of Canada because it is you know the, the queen influence all, yeah, you know man. all that stuff also as a total side note is that I have a weird obsession with for me the greatest TV show of all time what, trailer I mean, park no 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 oh, no. it's oh, even man. deeper than that go on if people that know me will know this already is it the grassy no it's a TV show uh, called Juice South. Oh, you know, I've never seen that. Is that right? Yeah. It's not porn. It's, not porn. <laughs> it's basically about uh, a member of the Canadian Mountain Police uh, called Benton Fraser, not to be con- confused with Brendan Fraser, as oh. a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, the character is called... <laughs> just did it. Uh, the character is called Benton Fraser, Canadian Mountain Police. He's a Mountie in full Mountie garb. Uh, that his dad gets murdered at the beginning of this, the, the, you know, the series, right? And he goes to, he travels to America, to Chicago, on the trail of the killers of his father, right? And that's the a premise. Of, what is it? It's a kind of, it's a comedy. comedy. It's a dark comedy. Okay. And, it's, and then he links up with this, a, a member of the Chicago police, a mm. tough-talking policeman called Ray Vecchio, okay? And so the entire show is like the fish out of water, Ben and Fraser of Canadian Mountain Police mm. with his deaf dog, Diefenbaker, and together they solve crimes, okay? okay? Now this show was my favorite show of all time. I've got every episode on DVD. I'm a little bit obsessed with it. I love this show, okay? Now, what comes, brings me back to Drake <laughs> is that no one else apart from the UK, not even the UK, in, the England market because it was shown on BBC Two, and Canada has any idea what the fuck this show is. Americans have no idea. Mm. Like, it was shot in Chicago. Like, Kirsten Dunst was in the episode. Like, the shit was, you know, it was a sick show, but no mm. one knows. Yeah. And somehow that relates back to the fact that we... <laughs> Canada and UK I'll check Canada. it out. It's high praise. You need to check it. It's check incredible. It yeah. So, so I've heard good. Juice. I've heard the I, name. I, I wanted more. Sorry. I wanted more from Views. Oh, I thought you meant from Juice South. But more tracks. I had 20. Oh, you mean more in general? I, I, I wanted 40. I wanted 50 tracks. <laughs> what, more passion? More like... I, I don't know. I thought, yeah, because there's a hip-hop conversation. Hmm. 
I thought he ended up making it. Yeah, I thought, yeah, cool. You had mm, him up. He did, he did, done, yeah, he did, he did, he did done him up. over, yeah. But realistically, all Meek wanted people to focus on is that Drake don't write his bars. Yeah, which was exposed. Which was exposed. Mm, mm. So when you listen to views, yeah, oh, brother, you're right. I personally didn't like after actually all of that coming out. I thought, rah, am I even hearing Drake anymore? Yeah, bro. And, for real, I was thinking going, that the other day. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm not because realistically, you can hear what he's doing in the acts he puts on. Yeah, mm. do you see what I'm saying? So it feels like he'll put on an act, like he'll put on like an artist and be like, yeah, cool. Here's a free ball. I'm Drake, so I'm gonna lift your career and it's gonna be yeah. amazing. But then at the same time, he starts. Mimicking the way they speak or the yeah. way they rap or the way they do certain mm. things. Or even they boom. sing with like Party Next Door, door Weekend, they ghost right for him yeah. too. Yeah. Bro, you know I heard, just saying that, sorry, yesterday I heard one of my favourite Drake songs is Legend. Right. I just love that song. I like mm. the build up yeah. of it. I like the progression, I like the way it drops, mm. that feeling it gives you. It's quite euphoric. It's quite. Yeah. And then I heard the reference track, it's a Party Next Door tune, isn't it? Oh, no. And I heard the ref, bruv. Bruv, like every that. bar, every melody, and it's like, if I die, nah, 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 I'm a mother. And I love that song, yeah, because I'm seeing, I'm thinking to myself, like, if I die now, I'm a legend, like, <laughs> on my ego shit. You know what I mean? It, it inflates your ego like yeah, that, but that's good, it pumps you up. Yeah, and I'm thinking yeah. that's such a personable track, because it's true. Drake dies today, mm-hmm. he's a legend. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, but, so how, how, how much do you think then the ghostwriting takes away from your, uh, uh, you connecting to it's an what, artist? It's what you were saying, bruv. It's like, I, when I listen to that, I kind of think, and plus he's like, like, you know, he's doing a little bit of patois, a bit of his rude mm. boy dance or thing. That's not Drake. But mm. then what is Drake? Is Drake the Atlanta thing? Is that him? Or is yeah. it the Canadian middle class guy? He just so, I, I feel like he, he didn't start to, from the bottom. He's a great but, but this is, this is the jokes thing though. Is that I don't know who he is. This yeah. is the only time. I don't know who you are, Drake. This is the only time he's done it this fucking bait though. Yeah. Maybe just to us because he's come over here this time. But mm. realistically, if you think about every Drake album, he starts talking about how a specific city has influenced his sound. Mm-hmm. There was that whole Houston period where he was slowing down everything mm-hmm. and he was chopping up and all that kind of stuff and boom, boom, boom. And he tried to carry it through. But this is the first time to me it felt like, rah, I can see what you're doing, B. Also, because when I heard him say the words Pon Road on the album, <laughs> yeah. I was like... It, it, even when, when he, he says Jeez. yeah oh no, did he I, do that yeah, no he didn't I cringed at that I cringed yeah, he went no, he didn't yeah, yeah. I, I cringed when he said that yeah. oh my god so he's but been you, listening to gigs but, non-stop but here's oh, the thing though he is a businessman wow. and he's putting together product that's how I see it now he's a manufactured like kind of brand yeah. you know like you know brand gets thrown around he is the, what you would call a brand because yeah. he's getting all these writers all like the best guys from Canada really in it mm. like and even in Mary the ghost mm. writers but like the, 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 the ghost writers he has for this album you can just see that you know he said I want this and I want that feeling mm. and, but bro it really did disappoint me when I heard that reference track because I was like it was like every bar even the rap man. even the rap bit even the like because you know Party Next Door raps as well but it's like kind of sing yeah. singing stuff but even like the chorus the way he dropped everything the beat it makes me it makes me think Rob what is like I guess my generation per se want from music anymore mm. because I remember like coming like even as a youth if I like my favourite rappers I needed to know they could bar as themselves mm. on anything yeah. at any time do you see what I'm saying and whereas now it's kind of more so about like yeah who's got the banger how quickly so, so how, how do you how banger? do you feel so in, do you feel the same way about say someone like Dre who doesn't you know, obviously doesn't write any Dre. Of his lyrics Dre, that, yeah. Dr. Dre yeah or like mm. Um, or even for instance Kanye on like where he didn't even write Jesus Walks you know, I see them both I see Dre as a producer 
I yeah. I've never really seen him as a rapper. He's yeah. a, obviously he's a he, you know he's got that delivery, a great voice as mm. a rapper. But I've never and he's never claimed to be a great so, lyricist. Yeah, so you don't feel like I never had for, and with Kanye as well. Yeah, Kanye's never... always been a producer and an artist. So I felt like he's always put an, a product. And for him, it's more of an yeah. art thing. And in art, you always get people to help you individually. Yeah. It's not always just one person. Mm-hmm. Never one person. Mm-hmm. But like Drake, like you know, like mm. I was Drake's a bit trying to claim. I was everything. a bit shocked by that. But you'd, but you'd feel upset if Nas came out and like you know. Oh, well, that would never happen. But of yeah. course. That, <laughs> That, about, about, but like if you if you look at Drake's early influence, which was Fonte from Little Brother, yeah. yeah, yeah and if you, yeah. if you if you if you study Little Brother and you, yeah. you realize, I mean, Fonte mastered that stuff, but yeah, Fonte could never really make it to the you know like yeah. present in a way which was for the yeah for the mass audience. But like Fonte is a lyricist. Fonte yeah. is definitely writing every single fucking bar, mm, and I mean, sometimes I listen to Drake albums and I think it's the stuff he's talking about is so personal. I know he wrote that stuff, mm. but then it's like you know the other songs where are a little bit more like. Songs, they're bangers. Yeah. I'm like, mm, did he? So how do you feel about <laughs> yeah. how do you feel about when you hear something that always makes me really sad? Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. How do you feel when you hear that song yeah. and you know she didn't write it? Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's that, minor. You that's know what? Cool. I because I always knew from a young age Prince wrote that song, mm. and I know it's about his. Well, you know, I know that she related it to her mum, right. which I think is different for songwriters. If you can take something that someone's been written for you and relate it to. Your own thing. Like, did you know that Royster Five Nine wrote the message for Dr. Dre yeah, yeah. with Mary J. Blige? Yeah. That's a personal mm-hmm. song. He's talking about Easy E. He's talking about all these people. Yeah. His brother dying, and Dre conveyed it. He 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 took it and he used those lyrics and he he did. You know, he related to it. He kind mm-hmm. of emotionally attached himself to it. Same thing with Sinead O'Connor. Like, obviously, everyone knows the cry and the single teardrop. Mm-hmm. But she yeah. was thinking about her mom who passed away. So it's like it doesn't matter who wrote it in that avenue because songwriting in pop has never been like, well, you don't write your own pop songs, you pussy. Like, it's, never, it's never been like that. But with bars, if you're a rapper, like yeah. you need to take pride. I think it comes down to identity as rappers mm. because we like, you know, like in terms of music, it's about where you're from, it's your mm. family, it's where you grew up, it's your friends, it's your lifestyle. Yeah. And if people are mimicking that for you and writing it for you, it's not going to be as, yeah, as sincere, man. Of course. Um, but yeah. But at the same time, like now it's out there. I want, I want someone to kind of question him on it. Drake now is risen to the level where he's actually just a machine. And because he's just he's a, a brand. machine, yeah, yeah, the brand is too strong. Mm. I feel like his finesse team is doing bits for him. Oh, yeah. man. Big time. Bits. Fucking amazing. I hope that's the actual name for the department. That does yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. The Are you moist? Do you not write your own bars? Yeah, Contact just, the finesse team. Exactly. <laughs> and he just made tricks and everything. He's just, not, he's just not had to address none of it. He doesn't. He doesn't at all. He's he just kind of gone. Oh, yeah, and it well, came out. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh, it yeah, was, well. It's public knowledge. I thought it was bullshit. He tried to do it in a way where it's just like, Niggas is trying to kill me. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like his life yeah. was in danger. Yeah. Like Drake. <laughs> well, Someone found your life is old hard drive and your van. Your loud. life is definitely like, not like in danger. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you do you think it? Do you think it's a, the finesse team that's telling him to 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 dress or to to follow the UK kind of crime no, I think, angle? I think I think he probably really likes that shit. Mm, yeah. I reckon he's got a Netflix account. Top Boys on Netflix. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you think, but oh, I think it's you? just new to us because we we haven't had we that. haven't had that before. We haven't had that before. We haven't had what we've done as being cool unless yeah. we're but a, you, a character but in But we have snatch, to remember you know I mean? that we fucking made it wavy. And if, mm. if do you know what I mean? And as soon as we get gassed and think, oh yeah, Americans, they like it, yeah. It's like fam, I've got I've got friends in music from America that I really enjoy their stuff and mm. I think 
talent-wise, concept-wise, ability-wise, they're far ahead and they're amazing. Yeah. And I build general, genuine rapport with people. Mm. But as an overall allure, I'm ro- no, that's dead. No more. No more you're from America, so you're looking at my in, my whole scene with like a little bit of a, I'm going to help you out. Suck your mum, rude boy. Because <laughs> we're Nang too, innit? And we're actually slightly more Nang than you. I can say I grew up around Graham I can't even tell you I grew up on Graham there's bare Graham things I don't know because I didn't care that much mm-hmm. but like and I'm never going to beg it there's and a thing. lot of people do now yeah allow it oh, don't man, beg I it because no, even even, no, even no, though no. I wasn't I wasn't on Graham I can I know when you're begging it do you know what I'm saying like I know I'm like yeah nah, same oh, and it was cause... part of my culture but I wasn't a Graham kid yeah I, like, you never know it's a part of your now. culture exactly but the attitude the attitude it came from was was basically it was London because London takes all of these influences do you know what I'm saying and and because things start to um, cross over just even geographically Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying like the the, the mixture of Caribbeans in in West and Mm -hmm. and how that had effect Mm -hmm. on the music scene out there and all that kind of stuff it starts to take effect so we've seen all that we grew up through all of that and now it's kind of like okay cool we don't actually care anymore because it's boring like the whole like waiting for them to give a shit is long. Like, people yeah. tried to bust, it didn't Wait, work. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So now that we've just got to that whole, like, right, where's your backbone? Say it with your chest kind of shit. They're trying to come over and now it's like, oh, fuck. They've never done this before. So, we'd like, everyone's just on titty, like, bruv, allow it, cuz, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, just keep doing your thing. Yeah. If they, I, you know, I, I never, if Americans I never... come and they like your stuff, they like it. Do you know what I'm saying? Respect that. The same way if my man down the road likes your thing and he's ready to pay for a ticket and not ask you for fucking guest list and do you know what I'm saying? And come to your thing, stand front row, mm-hmm. big up his chest and spit your lyrics. If he likes it, appreciate him more yeah. than my man that's just got what? Exactly. Like, le- you're dead. You, you know you're what it is for me? Like, even though <laughs> I'm not yeah. being a, a proper garage grime kid, but it's like, it has memories. Yeah. It has mad yeah. memories. When you hear certain tunes, you know what I mean? Well, also, because I didn't, even though the scenes were very segregated, yeah. like, it, it, it was grime or it was hip hop, but to me, I saw it as all the, the kind of the same thing. So, it, it whilst was, people, I, I would never say I was grime from day, I, you know, I've got, I, I bought P's and Q's when it came out on vinyl. Mm, mm. I bought, uh, yeah, that's call- an immaculately written yeah. record. Oh yeah, yeah of I course. think that transcends. There's a well, few, few artists who transcend. Yeah, so Kano, Dizzy, where they transcend. Yeah, I bought Pies, yeah, I bought yeah. Pow, I bought everything yeah, on record yeah. and I was they playing them back to that, that was record just, yeah. British, the British, like, written records of oh, all man. time. Bruh, all I got, Kano's album, bruh. I love Kano's album. Two of his tracks on there, the one about his sister, he's trying to reconnect with her. And he's about his friend who grew apart. Bro, that shit hit me because yeah. when you go through this life and you get success and, you know, you leave some people mm. behind, people, you change, people change. Yeah, I've lost a lot of good friends through yeah. this success stuff. You know what I mean? I've lost, it's been imagine. weird for me. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, people don't know how to react to your success or you don't know how to react to their reactions. So it, those, a few of those songs, I really, really resonated with me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I love the album and I think Kano's actually gotten better yeah. as an artist through mm. the years I think his pen game is ridiculous his mm. flows are yeah crazy see that Ruben made that the thing with him the other day you know Ruben no. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 big up big up big, yeah, big Ruben, up Ruben. Dan, Ruben Dangle you know how he does time. it as well brothers well, he's a G he just hollered at us on Facebook and then he started doing really? all the our promo work for series 2 and now look at him bro. he's doing like he's a, he's like a um, Ruben Dangor did the artwork for my EP I Don't Even Like You yes. where he drew drew my face yeah and I then, saw that he's now he's doing the, the grime portrait so he's yeah. just absolutely oh, fucking 
my man. Killing yeah, it. You've seen like, it. Yeah, right. He's a genius. I love Ruben so much. He's such a good guy, and he's such a talent as well. So how to talk talk through the corrupt FM live show because I haven't even witnessed it. You haven't been. Can I come to Whenever you lot want, man, we're gonna we're doing like every festival. Annoyingly, every festival. Basically, we're we're actually gonna refine the live show now, but it's 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 consisting of like a garage set mm. with comedy Great. with a few of our songs we've done but yeah it's just like a whole Corrupt FM experience yeah. I come out and do the intro there's moments we do like we play some dancehall we play some reggae like yeah. you say if you tune in to Corrupt FM 108.9 yeah. it's a real pirate radio station it's mm. like that just dickheads <laughs> on the mic chatting yeah. things go wrong you know what I mean yeah. like it, it's, it's just part of it but, <laughs> but at the same time we never ever break the music for the way you're going to be like because people are a rave yeah. you don't want to hear fucking jokes you want to skank mm. innit yeah. Yeah. but you want to skank and then see something and laugh yeah. So it's like that, innit? But no, 100%. Cool. Whenever you lot want, holler at me. You've got guest list for life. Don't hold me now. But like, you know, you know, no, no, of course, bro. Because like, well, I went down to see uh, Ruben uh, when he was he at, the had, he, at the Tate. Oh, so I came down to Tate yeah. Britain. And it was, and I saw, I couldn't get downstairs to see you guys. For people who don't know, the, the Tate Britain did an evening where they were trying to, I guess, curate more, I hate the word, but more urban, <laughs> urban things. Yeah. And, uh, and they had all the, you know, all this stuff going on. It was really, it was actually really cool. It, and, was, um, it was mad there because it was basically, it was a 14 and up show. Yeah, so like, we, we've got, so we, 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 we forget how many kids fans we have that who are kids. We forget that because yeah. we think it's not, we don't make it for kids. Mm. We make it for, yeah, grown I, and yeah, sexy yeah. you know what I mean because <laughs> it's, it's yeah. levels isn't it yeah, like yeah, you can't just watch it and be like we, sure. you know you've got to understand it yeah. there's yeah. references to the show you yeah. only you know you but anyway understand. you're all welcome we're not saying you know. but obviously <laughs> these little dickhead youths yeah they've never been to a rave we love keep, keep watching so they keep were watching. in the take they were in the, the take you know and mm. we come out and we do a show but they're blazing zoots throwing bottles we did one song and we had to go because it was just a madness so that was it so I was upstairs where they were showing what was going on down Downstairs, yeah, but the live stream on, on, that was the, on the live idea. stream on the yeah. screen, and then the, the sound cut out. Yeah, because people were rushing the stage. Yeah, people were stealing shit, off the stealing stage. shit, yeah. and then there was riots. There was Swear some in the Tate. Yeah. It was mad, and I was there with Michael Payne. Big up Michael Payne yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. We were just kind of looking at each other, going, "What this is is happening?" People rush the stage to steal. It's kids in it, bro. The thing is, you know, like eighteen and up. You go to a rave, you're gonna you you, you might get waved. You might get yeah. you're gonna you're not act like a dickhead, are yeah. you? You're gonna enjoy yourself. Yeah. You know? yeah. But these kids, think about it. They're not allowed to go to any of our raves. Mm. So th- mm. for them to see their TV, their, their, you know, their favorite TV show, yeah. see these guys in person, we came out, bro. Just kids smoking zoots, throwing bottles. It was just a madness. It but crazy. fun to see though. So like, fun. <laughs> fun, to, you know, fun to see that we can get that kind of excitement. So fun. And, also, and people appreciated like, the art as well. People the came art, and saw his yeah. art, bro, which is a great thing. It was thing. such a crazy like juxtaposition because you oh, had man. all of these paintings for like Monet and all you, of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then you had yeah, people was, like writing. Yeah, nah. Let's it just say, I don't, I don't think we'll be invited back. Let's just say. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get a call back for that shit. Men's but yeah, it was crazy. Have you, you, you've done some kind of like high high art performances in places like that, right? I'm sure you have. You must have at least Me? done poetry, kind of. You know, I've been about a block. <laughs> Opening for Ghostface though, bro. That's, That's gonna be fun. Personally. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Ghostface Wu Tang fan, obviously. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I grew up in his music. I went to go see a Ghostface concert back mm. in the day at Scarlet. Yeah. Oh. bruv like mm. one of the worst shows I've ever been to. Yeah, he stopped halfway through. Yeah, and started selling T-shirts oh, on stage, no. and then some kid grabbed him and he was like, "Yo, man, this shit ain't for free, sir." He's like, "Yeah, I pay for this shit, man. Woke up, man." But the thing is, he admits it. He says, "Yeah, he he, he think he knows he's a dick." It's like Doom, mm. like Doom will openly scam you. He'll say he's the villain. 
You know, yeah. don't go see Doom live. I'd say mm. that I've seen him a few times. He's never, it's never really. Mate, I, I hosted, I hosted a rave where he, where um, you know, he he he, he double. He the double came in, <laughs> and I was I there, and, be, and and to do a DJ set as well. And he came in, <laughs> Doom. Like, I'm doing the quotation hand things, but like he Doom, came, yeah. did Doom, yeah. and he came, he came in, and. I mean, I won't speak on like the business side of things. I wasn't involved in I've that. I've heard but, about that as well. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, luckily it wasn't my night, but I, I was literally just on mic, like hosting it and people were, and he came on this, just this guy, just some fat guy with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, that. the audacity. And, but I don't even think he was a big guy. I think it was literally, I could, because I was stood next to him. It was some guy just wearing like lots of t-shirts. <laughs> some skinny guy. I and then, lost like, weight, man. Yeah, and he, then he pressed play and it was a, it was a mix. But I've now understood that Doom is an album artist. I, I'll yeah, listen yeah, to you, yeah. your albums. I'm not going to go see you live. Well, I've been lucky enough to open... I've opened up for Method Man once. Oh, and like, he, the, his show was incredible. Oh, despite yeah, I've being, seen him before. He's amazing. Just despite being... you know, like, I, I'd, I'd gone on and I thought, I'm going to do my opening set. It was at um, Matter, uh, at the O2. So oh, it was yeah, a sick, yeah, yeah. sick venue. Yeah, right? that's a good venue. A couple thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm up there and I'm like doing my set, just like hyping up the crowd. It was like a sick show and I'm so amped. All my boys are there. I'm just doing like classics, you know, just bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And then like they had a support act. It was one of like the Wu affiliates comes on. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can go to the bar now and get drunk. So I go to the bar. I start drinking like heavily. And I'm getting real waved. And then the support act come off. And then the promoter comes over to me and it's like, Method Man's refusing to come out. You have to go back on. And I'm at this point so drunk <laughs> that I'm like I don't know what's going on people are booing doing all this shit why when he come out I don't even know I'm not even going to speculate but wow. he he. I just go up there and I just had to like I just kept on just play. I just, just killed it I just went off just went off on one I just did this like I waved set. have no idea what I played but it was alright but they were just it was a very tough crowd it's weird that sometimes I see DJs who are lick I'm not going to say any names yeah. but they are out of their fucking face mm. like especially at festivals and that yeah. like Outlook last year oh. I saw a few DJs who I thought like he just threw up <laughs> yeah he just he just threw up before he went on stage I've done no, that not gonna say any names but you lot can take guesses but like yeah and I was like how did you some, but he was, the set was impeccable it's autopilot sometimes it works yeah it's, it's autopilot, autopilot. Yeah. you just you work on your instinct innit big just, time the DJs are still mixing yeah, yeah standard I've, def- I've done that so many times just absolutely smashed and somehow managed to DJ to the point where I can't stand up sometimes but I can still mix <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I have no idea how the fuck that works but yeah no it definitely works um, so listen thank, thank, before before I wrap it up uh, is the final plugs I guess so 23 Winters is out now Koji Radical 23 Winters is out now check my Instagram because I'm going to delete it when I'm famous <laughs> <laughs> so screen grab it make sure you screen grab it um, yeah. Follow me on Twitter. Hold up, my mum. Hold up, my dad. Shout, shout, out skeptic. Man, that G. That's him. Big up our studio audience. Yeah, yeah. Big up. Big, big up every big time. Up. Frugal. Standard. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, same shit, man. Uh, people, Friday, sh- people, people just nothing. nothing coming in the summer. Yeah, um, amazing. Fridays, the whole thing on Dave, and then yeah, we're all over every festival. Thank you so much to my guests, Asim Chowdhury and Koji Radical. Uh, this has been the Thanks for Trying podcast. Uh, make sure you tune in again next month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much to my guests, Asim Chowdhury and Koji Radical. You've been listening to episode three of the Thanks for Trying podcast. 
big thank you to Seb White, the producer of the show, and also to Red Leg Rum for getting us all pissed. The Thanks for Trying podcast will return, of course, next month. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.